Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Tinker, butcher, lamplighter. A kaleidoscope of workers flood the saloon, unwinding as one in the moon underwater. I'm Robbie Knox and I'm the landlord of the Moon Underwater, a mystical place where guests create their dream pub. Oh, Dan, how are you? Welcome, welcome back. Oh, thanks very much, mate. Been shopping? Uh, Got lots of bags with you. Yes. What's in the bags? Stuff. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I to... can't tell you. Oh, Christmas present? Yeah. He's gone Christmas. For next year already? <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is very... You always do plan ahead, yeah. don't you? Don't well, you? Very good. I like to do it in the January sales when it's a bit cheaper. Or, and, and, or Call me where, whatever, if you well, want. Well, yeah, I mean, the generous sales can go on yeah. for months, depending yeah. on <laughs> depending on um, a number of factors in yeah, the correct yeah, realm, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to this true. week? Anything good? Well, as you know, the estuary froze over, didn't it? Yep. So, yeah. I've, so I've stayed in. Which is, either, like which is cold. either seasonable or unseasonable <laughs> yeah, for the current on. date. Yes. Yeah, it's frozen yeah. over, yeah. yeah. Did you ice skate on it? No, 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 so I'd stayed in because I don't, I, I don't like the cold. Okay, yeah. and the way you decided to go out is whether or not the estuary is frozen. Yes, that is the that's okay. the level. If it's frozen, I stay in. In fact, I'm trying to think yeah. when the last time it was that I saw you out. Mm. I tell you what, it was. It was it was your talk, wasn't it? Your mm, talk yeah. at the Correct Realm Classical Music Society. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, really interesting. Really, interesting. you were talking about how the French composer Claude Debussy was influenced by Russian and Far Eastern music, weren't you? Can you just explain what what your take on that was. I mean, I, you know when you used to do exams and you're a kid and you cram everything into your head to make sure you remember it just before and then once it's done, you, yeah. it sort of goes out. You know, you think, well, I've done that now. Yeah. It's, it's that sort of situation. But, I mean, I can give you a few details. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was only two nights ago. So Well, yeah. Claude Debussy, when he was um, seven, he used to go on holiday to St. Petersburg. I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. 
there. Uh, no, quite a bit about controversy. And um, and while he was there, he used to roam the streets. And uh, Nevsky Prospect was his favourite street. He used to roam up and right. down there, listening to the the gypsies, the gypsy music, and became became very uh, influenced by it. I'm, and and then later incorporated that into his um, into his work. It was my understanding mm. that Kordovici was not a wealthy man growing up. I was quite surprised he could afford in those days to holiday in St. Petersburg. Well, you know, they were camping. <laughs> <laughs> right, they got Eurocamp, was it? Yeah. yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Drive, yeah. all that, yeah. Yeah, they okay. drove. Well, well, they walked a lot of the way, actually. Did they? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I mean... That's what people did in those It'll flooding back from your talk now. Yeah, I remember yeah, it, remember yeah. it a bit now. Sorry to, yeah. sorry to interrupt there. Yeah. I'm looking outside. Who is that? Moonwalking into the moon underwater. It is the comedian, Vittorio Angeloni. Vittorio, how are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm extremely hungover, actually, but I, I, I'm good. Very on brand for a podcast about pubs. What were you doing last night to get hungover? I was at a wedding. Oh. But, like, uh, do you ever, have you ever been to, like, a London wedding? Yes. They're kind of strange and slightly lower key. Yeah. And there were two like comedy people who are like, so it was just like loads of clowns at this wedding. <laughs> and I was just there like, and it was, but I, I was kind of stressing the morning of like the invites were Instagram messages. Like that's the kind of right, right. vibe of this. Is pretty, is low yeah, yeah. Pretty low key. Get sent out. And I'm immediately like, it doesn't say address code on the invite mm -hmm. it doesn't That's say stressful. A, it didn't say a time <laughs> just, just <laughs> the groom messaged me on the day yeah. being like the ceremonies at it's a half seven right i was like oh so it's like an evening <laughs> an evening wedding yeah was it a real wedding or was it one where they've already it done was, the wedding uh, bit? yeah there was the the wedding bit had like the 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 names yeah. had been dotted on the line and stuff this was more of kind of the yeah a bit of a ceremony and then a bit of a party and it was fun but i just i was like what do you wear but then I just thought it's a you just wear a suit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No matter how low key the wedding is. Yeah. It's a wedding. Yeah. So you wear a suit. Yeah. And then I show up and people are in hoodies and jeans. <laughs> and I'm just like I I like I wore trainers with the suit because I was like, I'm gonna it's low key. Yeah. That's gonna be mine. That's and the top button top button wasn't done. Yeah. So no tie. No, there was a tie, was but just like a loose tie. Yeah. Like a loose tie. A loose tie. One of those really short school kids. <laughs> did you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The thin bit, the thin bit. The yeah, slide. why yeah. was why did we have the why did we have short ties? Why, why was that cool? I've noticed that these change for different I've seen school kids other times who have them really long. Mm, yeah. So I think what is it what is cool is kids change. When I was at school it was you just had the thin so you end created of the tie. your own skinny tie. Yeah, you had skinny tie. Yeah. And anyone who wore it, everyone laughed and went, Ah, kipper tie. Kipper tie? Kipper tie yeah. We used to do a thing where you pulled the thick bit yes. really, really tight. Peanut peanut. Yeah, I was yeah, not yeah. expecting that to be yeah, the same yeah, word yeah. for both of us. Yeah. Wow, that really felt like it was going to be a cultural difference. There. No, no, no. It was. It, was, uh, it, was, it, it transcends the 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 sea. Uh, <laughs> it transcends the sea. Uh, do you grew up in Belfast, correct? I or did grow up in Belfast. Belfast itself, or are you just saying? Is it just what you say to people who don't know? Well, no, I'm not, I'm not one of those people, and I always get angry at those people, <laughs> even though it's so unbelievably understandable to be in England and say I'm from Belfast and I go where from and they go Jordanstown and I go you fucking bastard <laughs> um, but I grew up technically the so I grew up in 
the kind of suburbs until I was like seven or eight and then moved to just like a different bit of the suburbs. But the, the place I moved to when we when I was seven or eight, my whole family moved. I didn't move. It was like all of us. I just felt like I wanted to do my own thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the boundary post of Belfast was like in our back garden. Oh, wow. When I was growing up. So technically like the trampoline wasn't in Belfast. <laughs> but the house was yeah yeah i was in lapland this week and you were in lapland yep went to see santa unreal thank you Uh, where is surprising considering how early it is for christmas yeah 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 yeah, yeah. at the time of recording i was i've just been off peak times for lapland yeah it is (laughs) it's still slightly off peak now um yeah yeah yeah. i was in lapland and they i went to santa's village i was doing a youtube video where i was uh trying to have a pint with santa claus and there was an arctic circle line and i was there doing the in the Arctic Circle, out the Arctic yeah. Circle, jumping between them. Looked at a map, bollocks. It's it like, <laughs> it about five miles down the road. Oh, uh, no. been doing, all, doing all this sort of thing. They've so. been gerrymandering the boundaries of the <laughs> yeah. Arctic exactly. Circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get the Political elf votes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't remember what I went to about. Oh, Belfast, that was it, yeah. So um, where, was Belfast where you had your first experience of pubs? Probably, yes. I was very late to drinking. Mm. Uh, but by that I mean I had my first drink when I was about seventeen, okay. which I think is qu- quite late. It's, I was I was similar, so mm. but yeah, I, I I think for most a lot of people did go. Yeah, lots of my friends were drinking at fourteen, fifteen yeah. in parks and fields and things yeah. like that. But I just I don't know. I was quite a shy, reserved, kind of quiet kid, and just never really appealed to me. And then after a youth orchestra concert. My brother was like, you have to have a drink. You just have to have a drink. And uh, he bought me like a, a cider, like like a Copperberg Summer Berries, I think. Um, and I, I, I was just obsessed with the idea that I could just down things because I thought that was cool. <laughs> um, so I just necked this pint of... Yeah, and like, do you know like a pint of cider, there's like ice in the glass yeah. and all? So it's like hit me in the face and I'm just like, <laughs> like waterboarding myself with copper burn. <laughs> and then I was like, I didn't like that <laughs> very much. And I feel so unwell because yeah. I've just downed a pint of like really fizzy cider. And my brother decided, well, he likes ice cream, so I'm going to just get him a Bailey's right? Hmm. On, like on ice. So for about a year, the only drink that I drank was Bailey's. It's great that sort of age because people do just get, find a drink they like and it will just be completely random. Like, well, I like, mm. I like marzipan, so I'm going to get a Moretto for, yeah. <laughs> for the next year of my life. Yeah, because it's not yeah. a, like you don't like it yet and you don't. You haven't been through enough to want the 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 violence of a drink. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like on your palate to be like, like, mm. do you know, like, but now, like, I'm I'm not old, but I'm 27, and I've made enough mistakes in my life that when you drink like a whiskey, I'm like, I deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty hours in. Yeah, no, not in like I'd, I've earned that, as in like I deserved a treat. I'm like, I deserve oh, I how yeah. awful that yeah, was yeah. as a feeling. Yeah. I need to cleanse something from myself. Yeah, yeah. someone bought me a tequila the other day. I was like, oh, what did this for? I had but... a tequila last night. And the uh, we poured tequilas, but in like glasses like this, like a big tumbler. And she, the maid I was with was like, that's about a shot. 
And I was like, well, it's, it's about four of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, well, what do we have like lime and salt? And she was like, no, but there's garlic bread. <laughs> Which, what's that replacing? The salt or the lime? Both, man. Yeah. So you take a bite of the garlic <laughs> bread down the shot and then suck on the rest of the garlic bread. I think what we did is just like neck the enormous shots of tequila and then just like, <laughs> just like wow. absolutely hoofed garlic bread. Hopefully this. just it's just soaked it all worked, the tequila up on the it way down. It worked yeah. so well. Wow. Yeah. If, if I could recommend anything to anyone who's like uh, doesn't really like tequila that much yeah get a, a slice of garlic bread lined up afterwards and you'll be flying <laughs> is, is that your italian descent coming through there yeah everything <laughs> is uh, <laughs> the chaser to everything is a it's garlic something, bread something from italy <laughs> fabulous mexican italian fusion the meal there uh, so what were your first pubs that you went to then well the first pubs <clears throat> that first place we went to was a place um it was underneath a place called the Duke's Hotel and the bar just used to be called like Duke's Bar. Right. And it was just where the whole like city of Belfast Youth Orchestra went when we were like after concerts. And it's partly because the bouncers like knew us and knew that like, I would say 30% of the orchestra were over 18, but the majority weren't. But they just knew that there would be a lot of money spent. It was pretty quiet, like hotel bars. So they were like, the bouncers, I remember, would open the door and go, come on in, kiddies. And we just get, like, <laughs> waved into this pub. But then it changed its name. It became like like an upmarket, like slightly fancier or like attempted to become a fancier. Like one concert we came back and it had like pink seats and it was all swanky and above the door it said Claudine's. But we just decided at the time like we weren't going to go along with their rebrand and um, so we just called it gay jukes <laughs> from that point onwards <laughs> and then you moved you moved to london didn't you yes that? i moved to london at the age of 18 um to study classical music mm -hmm. and come to university near here actually what was it like what was the drinking thing like uh studying classical music was it was is is it people, is it similar as you imagine to other universities? There's, there's quite a span depending on like the instruments. Right. Okay. Mm. Each instrumental group have like a reputation for how much they're boozing. The violins, not really. They have actually have to work hard and play difficult things. Can, we, can we guess which one are the highest drinkers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely the uh, brass section. Brass, how to come brass, yeah. yeah. The brass boys are boozing. Yeah. Are they? The yeah, brass, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite stories is because... This is the thing that not many people know about classical music is most of the time when you go see an orchestra, if you look at the back row, like the brass and the percussion, most of them are drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean like a pint or two. I mean, they're shit bagged. Right. Like it's unreal. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> the first pro professional orchestral gig I ever had, uh, I went for dinner with the percussion section before the gig. So you do a rehearsal, break, gig, right? Rehearsal, all goes fine. Break, go for dinner. And they are just plying me with pints. So the first professional orchestral concert I did, I think I'd had six pints and a <laughs> shot of tequila on the way out of the restaurant. So just I'm on stage, sure. like they're all just like pros slash alcoholics. And I am, I can't see. <laughs> And what was I'm your just, instrument? I was a percussionist, so anything that you kind of hit at the back, your xylophones, your bass drums, your yeah. triangles, your cymbals, any of that stuff. Um, yeah, but you kind of have to learn how to play drunk. 
Right. Because if you don't go to the pub, then you won't get booked again because you're not fun. Yeah. But if you do go to the pub and then you fuck up the gig, then you won't get booked again because you didn't. You got to find a happy. You fucked up yeah. The gig. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, just, but you just have to know how to be really, really kind of drunk. But the the best ones is like the pit orchestras. So if you go to see like a West End musical or like an opera or a ballet, the orchestra are like under the stage. Yeah. And the very back is the brass and percussion and the door to the pit is like at the back. And in operas, like you're off for like two, three hours. Like you'll play in the overture. Pretty much everybody plays in the overture at the start. And then you can have like two hours of nothing. Really? So you just leave yeah. and go to the pub. Like at the uh, Covent Garden at the Royal Opera House, they're in their like sheet music. It'll say like two and a half pints because they know they can go across the road get two and a half pints and be back and it's fine so if you go to those pubs out the back of those see, see if you see some people come in yeah in all black yeah. or yeah that's the orchestra of yeah. whatever show is on Amazing. next door yeah, yeah well we did we did um the other podcast we did happy hour we had a, a tour earlier in the year and we had a new tour manager halfway through and we decided we wanted to sort of see how far we could push things mm. so we went to him before i went to say no luke um during the interval, 50 minute interval, there's a pub across the road. We're going to go to the pub just to see where. And he was like, okay. Like, he was like, yeah, slightly yeah, scared. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Just pushing. So he went, as soon as we're off stage, mic's off, we're going, we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back for then. So he went, I'll come with you. We went, okay, like that. Yeah. So we did this. <laughs> but no one had told the theatre staff. So they just saw the first half finish and everyone just sprints out of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it must and have it's gone like getting well. to like three minutes till this thing. Yeah. Like, are, they, are they just gone? Yeah. Something like that. Have yeah. you heard? Um, I love old stories of like Richard Harris right. and Peter O'Toole. They were like actors in London running about mm. with each other in the kind of 70s and stuff. And there's a really great story of they were performing at the Old Vic in Bristol and um they kind of had a few like an actor like a few scenes off and they ran out the stage door across the road to the public in costume just with like a coat on top of it and they they always knew they could have um one and a half pints in that time and they did it every single night they would have one and a half pints and then they would make it back across straight in the stage door side stage on the stage perfect <laughs> timing right and they're drinking away they're drinking away and they get caught up in conversation with somebody at the pub one night and they like are <laughs> drinking their one and a half pints just a notch slower than they normally are. And they haven't really clocked it. And uh, the stage manager just knew they they knew that they would be at the pub. So they, they'd they been doing like the calls on the tannoys being like, Richard Harris to the stage, please. Richard Harris, this is your five minute call. This is your beginner's call. You're supposed to be on the fucking stage, please. And so she just runs across the road, kicks open the door to the pub and goes, Harris, you're on. The play's about to stop. You're about to have a line. You're on. And he and Richard Harris, when he tells the story, he goes, So we dropped our pints down our throats. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he sprints and he's running through the kind of wings of this theater at the old Vic. And he can hear the scene like trudging towards his entry and he's like there's no way i'm making this there's just absolutely no way and he hears it and he hears the line and he hears the like pause of like i'm supposed to be on the stage right now but but i'm like 10 seconds away and the pause just kind of hangs there and he sprints 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 like absolutely frantically running gets to side of stage is about to sprint onto the stage or like stop sprinting and like walk on in whatever fashion he's supposed to and he just trips on a wire falls onto the stage and the stage of the Bristol Old Vic is like raked so it like slopes down towards the audience he falls and like slides the whole way down the stage 
and lands in the lap of this old Bristolian woman in the front row and like just looks up at her and everyone's like, <gasps> and she exclaims to the whole audience, uh, Harris is drunk. <laughs> and Richard Harris, the story goes, says, if you think I'm drunk, you should say O'Toole. <laughs> Which I just really love. Is. I just love all that. I love that. Great. That's fabulous. We had a rake stage on this tour. You drop something, it just goes. It's like, weird, isn't it? Yeah. It actually works really well for the audience because yes. they can see everything. Yeah. And it's like nice, but it's a strange, it's, you get used to being yeah. on them and it's very weird. Yeah, brilliant. Right, we're here to design your dream pub, Vittorio. Exciting. What is your first choice on draft? You get two choices. What's your first one? Uh, this feels, and I, I really, I did a whole show about fighting Irish stereotypes, but I, it's, <laughs> it is just Guinness. Um, it's just so Guinness, and I love every bit of a Guinness. I love, I hate anyone who goes, oh, you know, the, the two-part pour is like a myth. And I'm like, uh, it's not, and also I don't care. I love the ceremony of it. Yeah. I love the watching it settle. And then I love watching it settle again yeah. once it comes to you. I love that it's an event. I love that it makes you kind of conscious of what's happening. It gives you that extra moment to be like, oh, yeah, this is this is going to be great. There's no build up to like a Budweiser. No. Do you know what I mean? It's just there. Mm. And it's like, okay, yeah. I'll have that. But the Guinness is just like, you see it. You see the build up. It's like pre-match, you know. It's like Ian Wright <laughs> chatting about <laughs> what the formations are going to be. That's all happening yeah. in the glass, and I'm like, oh, I like so something that you can't rush, like that yeah. sort of thing. Like, it I like demands time. I like baking bread at home sometimes. Yeah, and I like that because you can't speed it up. You have to just sit there and wait while it proves. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like it to be that long before I had a pint, but no, but that kind of thing yeah. of like you you earn it and like. Mm. I mean, you know, the two-part pour comes mm. from, like, it was two different barrels. Oh, is that what it was? Back in the day. So it was literally kind of two different things mixed together to give oh. it the foam. So you would start with the foamy bit, and then the not fizzy bit gave it, like, the black, and then the foam came up to the top, and it was across like that. But, and uh, this comes from me, like, being a supervisor at the SU bar. Like, proper guinness basically what it is is when you do that way oh do you know what the worst guinness is in the whole entire world and people say if people have a really awful guinness in london i know why it is so guinness uses a different gas to like loads of other beers right guinness and john smith's both use the same gas right so at the back of a bar you've got kegs and then you have gas canisters beer isn't fizzy in a keg no the gas gets added and it's 60 percent I'm going to get this wrong. 60% carbon dioxide and 40% uh, other way around. 60% nitrogen, 40% carbon dioxide. Guinness is 70-30 of the right. same thing. So Guinness and John Smith's. That's why it's smoother. That's why it tastes less, less fizzy. But there are pubs in London that will just put like lager gas mm. into a Guinness. Yeah, because it... sometimes I've had Guinness and think it feels fizzy. fizzy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly why that is. That's interesting. And it's, it tastes awful. It's yeah. just, a, it's an entirely different drink. It's all, it's really, really horrific. Yeah. Um, but I love, I just love every moment of it. Oh yeah. And then when you top it off, you push it backwards 
and that doesn't pull the gas through that just pulls the liquid through so that's the still bit ah. which is why it doesn't add any head right. in that last kind of third of the pint and that's why that should stay stationary so if they do that on the second bit of it that's wrong why is it that there's so much ceremony and technique and everything to guinness compared to every other drink <laughs> I'm sure these other people care about their drink as well. Yeah, Irish people do love, like, nonsense. (laughs) We love just, like, indulging in, like, whatever the nonsense of something is. And there's, like, that exists in other bits of Guinness. Like, do you know how long the lease is signed for on the Guinness Brewery in Dublin? No. 9,000 years. Yes, I did read that, I think, yeah. For, like, an unbelievably cheap price. Yeah. Your Arthur Guinness signed on it for 9,000 years. (laughs) And I just think that's so funny. Because it's like, why? Why do they have that premises yeah. until the year, what, 8,000? Yeah. Like, do you know, it's just God, Imagine how the rent's going to get hiked yeah. that day. Yeah. Like, oh, God, yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to next week. Of Guinness is going to go up <laughs> yeah. massively overnight. Yeah, like, why did it offer 10,000 yeah, years? 15 pound pints of Guinness in the year, <laughs> 9,500 or whatever. Yeah. Brilliant. A great choice. And the, the most popular choice in the Moon Underwater, Dan. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think you're the 29th person. And I, look, I, I I did think maybe I should broaden my horizons, but I, I didn't want to. No, it's, it's your, your pub. pub. Yeah. It can be what you want to be. Yeah. It? And it's popular for a reason. People like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's interesting. One of the interesting things I read about Guinness, because we try, you know, everyone's got something to say about it. Mm. One of the interesting things was that during lockdown, beer companies basically all cut back on advertising because it was like, well, no one's going to the pubs. People were ordering beer in, but obviously, you know, they weren't making mm. as much. So they, so they cut advertising. But Guinness started looking around and noticed that people were starting to post things on Instagram that looked like Guinness, you know, things that were black with a bit of white. Yeah. yeah and people were getting quite creative with it. And they increased their advertising over lockdown. They started spending more mm. money because they went, people really miss it. People yeah. miss exactly what you were talking yeah. about, of going to the pub and watching that pint being poured perfectly and waiting for it and then tasting it. People miss that so much. Yeah. So they went, actually, we should be. Was that when they did the ad campaign of things that look like like the opposite yes, of this? Exactly. Kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the world. Yeah. That's, cl- that's like a, a big gamble of like, because I bet so many people's first pint back at the pub was a Guinness. Yeah. Because it's something that, like, you can get a can of Budweiser, you can get a can of Stella or a bottle of Stella or whatever, but Guinness just has a different thing on tap. And I think mm. that, like, that that hope that people would just, like, yearn for it, almost like playing the long game with the ad. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. What's what's accompanying your Guinness on draft? The, and listen, it's a Guinness Zero. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> just because they've nailed it. Oh, yeah. my God, they have, yeah. It's unbelievably good. There are, I think, <laughs> some Guinness Zeros in Ireland are better than Guinnesses in England. I genuinely don't drink Guinness. I'll drink Guinness when I go to Ireland mm. in some sort of cultural appropriation sort of thing going on. But here, I have Guinness Zero all the time now. It's got, one of the best yeah. ones. It's it so might good. be the best non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, yeah. And I think sure. just as an option, I think that's a great thing to have in a pub is like a solid one. And also... One that doesn't look different. Yes. Yeah. A Bex Blue looks different, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, like those Heineken Zeros, they mm. have a look to them. Whereas a Guinness, like, because it's in a glass, unless there are some Guinness Zero glasses, 
But I've been known yeah. to sneakily say to a bartender, yeah. can you find another one? Yeah. 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 Please, so yeah, I don't, yeah. so my friends aren't annoyed at me for not drinking. Do you get it on draft a lot in in Belfast and a it's, lot in here? It's rare right. to have a draft Guinness yeah. Zero. I think most of the time it's a can and yeah. like a surge. Because I find a lot of the time people, Guinness people get annoyed if you have normal Guinness from a can. If they see you drinking it from a can, they're furious. But I think Guinness Zero, is it because it's not from the can, it's poured into a glass that makes it all right? I don't know. Also, it just I think Guinness Zero doesn't have the weight of history behind it. Yeah. I guess it's kind of newer. Have you seen, the, there's a great video of a guy um, with a can of Guinness and he's like just like an agricultural man from Ireland and he's he refused to buy a serger. Like, you know, for like the can thing where it like vibrates oh, the yeah, glass yeah. and like makes it all like frothy and nice and look like a Guinness. Um, and he, they were like, why didn't you buy a serger? And he was like, watch this. And he's, <laughs> he reaches into his jacket pocket oh. and he's got an electric toothbrush <laughs> and he just puts it in, turns it on for like 30 seconds and it just froths up and he goes, job done. <laughs> It's so good. So who picked it recently, Dan? It's Matthew Crosby picked it. <laughs> yeah, because we and we had it. Uh, we had it here while we were chatting, didn't we? Yep. And he um, he we we hadn't seen anyone pour it. I don't think before. And he just did a proper, just turn the can upside down in the glass yeah, and, and then, then go up and then, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you don't do that forty-five degree thing, you no. just absolutely it in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I started doing that now. People amazing. are impressed when they see it. Yeah. Are they like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's an there's an immediate. <gasps> And then they go, oh. Yeah. Because yeah, they like think that. you've gone mental. Yeah. If you did that yeah, on yeah, the lager. Like, like, well, <laughs> it looks good at the end. They're like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. It's the theory. You see, I'm getting into it. Some yeah. people uh, theorize that you can just turn it upside down and just leave it and it'll like float its way up oh. with the beer and it'll just go up. But I don't know if the physics of that actually works. Yeah. I'm also, I'd, I'd, I'd need a, a clean bar in that case because then you're getting you're getting contact with the outside of the yeah. thing aren't you can. possible infection yeah yeah, yeah. Ah. and Let you can't clear. wipe it then you just have like anti-back in your pint yeah <laughs> yeah i think i feel i think nice. i'm gonna stick with my current keeping a distance thing but yeah it. but it's made me get into normal guinness more something yeah. i've recently i've had it a couple of times where i have had normal guinness Ooh. and the gateway drug is guinness zero percent yeah. there we go that's how they get you yeah. Lovely. choice. There's a good, like, um, it's a pub quiz-ish question. And it came up on, I was listening to your guys' episode with Finn Taylor, mm-hmm. where you mentioned the Guinness Brewery in Africa. And I yeah. think you said it didn't exist, but it absolutely does. There yeah. are five well, Guinness. Yeah. There, there are five Guinness factories in the world. And I think there's, um, it's like Dublin, obviously, but then it's like Malaysia. Maybe it's three. I know it's Dublin, Malaysia, and I think Nigeria. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's what a man told me in Ireland. Yeah. And then I think Finn said he thought it sounded like lies. Yeah, well, Irish yeah. people do lie. <laughs> yeah, it's entirely possible. It's one of our national hobbies. So, so we don't know what this is. We don't know which, which side you're going here. <laughs> sort of thing. We'll, we'll, we'll find yeah. out. Have you had... The, uh, Absolutely you right. Malaysia, Nigeria, Ghana, and Cameroon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The five. And it's like the, the second biggest consumer like country per capita of Guinness is Nigeria. Yeah. Massive. I went. I went to Kenya and had and we had a lot of Guinness when I went there. But mm. it was it was seven and a half percent. Oh, that very strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I didn't realize, and I was just drinking it 
as normal Guinness. Yeah. Until I threw up on a girl. It's interesting, like lots in London, like lots of like Caribbean communities and Irish communities just like bond Mm. over Guinness being Mm. class. Yeah. Mm. Have you had that? There's that coffee Guinness I saw advertised recently. You see this? Oh, I got, I did a gig for Guinness in like Brighton or something like a St. Patrick's Day gig. And I think they gave us one and I haven't drank it yet. I've not had I don't, it. No. It feels like there's such a small window in which I'd want like, Guinness and coffee. It's mm. like from about 12 till half 12. It's got like a mad like science name, if that makes any sense. It's, is it called like a, it's not a nitro surge or it's not like a, it's got like a like freaky, like boffin name. Guinness cold brew coffee beer. Is uh, yeah, that's not, that is what it is, and I just remembered it wrong. That's so shit. Oh, discontinued. <laughs> yeah. Mm. After fewer than eighteen months, as it months. should be. The Guinness is the opposite of a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. There we go. That's completely irrelevant. Then I'm sorry to bring it up. <laughs> Never mind. Oh well. Mm. Um, you were nominated for best newcomer in Edinburgh. I was uh, indeed. Twenty twenty two. Belated congratulations Thank you for that. Uh, how do you approach drinking whilst at Edinburgh? Because it's quite an intense time. And I yeah. imagine it can take a toll on your body. Yeah. So you're kind of doing the show pretty much every day. The problem really is that there is always someone to drink with. Mm. Like, I love comedians and loads of my best friends are comedians and i like imagine all of your best mates were in the same city for a month and there's always at least one of them drinking at any given moment <laughs> of any day so and it's, it's not that big a city no it's walkable. so you can you and people hang out in quite specific yeah, little areas yeah. and you can just wander like if you don't want to go back to the house during the fringe, you just start walking and you'll bump into someone or you'll see someone in a pub and there's just somewhere where you can land and start drinking with people. So that's dangerous because it's never off the table. It's never like, oh, nobody else is drinking. There's no fun to be had. There's always fun to be had. And there's always that fear of missing out, being yeah. like, oh, I don't. it's always the night you go home early. Someone goes, and Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah. arrived and did a set that I was crazy. <laughs> what times were your, have your shows been? The first time I did Edinburgh in 2019, I think my show was at uh, 3 mm-hmm. uh, p.m. And then when I did my debut in 2022, uh, my, my first uh, kind of solo show, that my show was at 2. And they're both manageable. Yeah, I was going to say that seems like the kind of best time for... There's a good socializing. There's a good lead-in in the morning where if you are hungover, then you can kind of get over it by two. Yeah. But then you've enough time afterwards to go see other people Mm -hmm. and also like have a fun, nice time. Yeah. But this recent year, 2023, just gone, uh, I really didn't drink that much. I think I decided on two nights a week I was allowed to drink and I, I didn't make it like the weekend every time but i was like trying to function mm-hmm. as a person who like during the week i'm here to work i'm here to get all my stuff and then do x y and z um because it just fucks my head that's the thing if i'm drinking like most nights mm. for like a while i just get so so catastrophically depressed yeah it's yeah. awful just real dread and I'm yeah, just it's like, just not healthy oh, yeah. yeah just really 
like all of my mental resilience goes. Yeah. Do you know all the things that like should, like that could make you sad in a day? Like if, if all of those made you sad in a day, then you'd be <laughs> fucked. Like every time you walk past like a homeless person, if like after like two weeks in Edinburgh, I'm like, God, I'm so sad he doesn't have a house. That's just fucking terrible, isn't it? Whereas you just have to on some level go, yeah, it's sad and just move on with your day. But I just indulge in every possible moment of sadness. Yeah, I've, I've come off the back of drinking four days out of six due to various things I was doing. And at the minute, normally I'm drinking a day a week, maybe. Mm. I did four days out of six. And this morning, I just feel a sort of just overwhelming sadness <laughs> about the world. <laughs> like anything, anything that happens, like if, if, if the lid isn't quite on my coffee cup, like it's like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, everything's yeah. awful. I'll Although, be fine another day or so, but for now. I remember when I went through my first big breakup and only actually big breakup that just like i thought the world was over but i kind of already had that intense sadness so i was just drunk for about a year and a half yeah after that because i was like well there's no i already feel like this so i might as <laughs> yeah. well get smashed <laughs> it's the tiredness as well i think because i think even if i am tired i remember meeting you and a couple of other guys in london once and i'd been again it was on the south bank just outside somewhere and i was so tired i'd been they had had a couple of nights out that I had to get up early to go and do some work somewhere and then come back. And I remember getting there and saying, I am so tired. If anyone says anything, even slight, that could be considered nasty, I'm just going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> so just everyone just, just over the side of nice because I am on, on the edge of just crying. That's so funny. <laughs> There's a real bleakness about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite at that point now, but it wouldn't, no. take, it wouldn't take loads. So okay. feel free to we'll keep it light. Yeah. Keep yeah. it light. Keep it light. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, Victoria, you get two bottles or cans in your moon underwater. What was your first choice? God, I remember I, I wrote these down and then I listened to the episode with Finn 
And I was like, I forgot wine existed. (laughs) (laughs) The first one, just because I love them, uh, is glass bottles of original recipe iron brew. Wow. I love iron brew. There was a period of my life where I drank two bottles of iron brew every day. Really? How big? 500 ml each. So I would drink like a, a liter of wine brew a yeah. day. Yeah, that was when I was just wow. Yeah, there was a you boots. must have been pissing orange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, my my uh, family are all Scottish mm-hmm. sports, Scotland football. Um, I I've never got that into iron brew. I can drink it. I'm not. I think I got into it from like deprivation of it. <laughs> so my parents occasionally just had like. A ru- I think in hindsight, they they named a rule for us, like for the kids, and didn't really think it through, but just had to stick to their guns a bit with it. Like an example is we had a thing, a concept of like holiday cereals, where during term time, you're on your Weetabixes, your Rice Krispies, your Cheerios, that stuff. But when you're off school, then... You can have Cocoa Pops yeah. or Frosties or anything. Yeah, something like that. It was yeah. holiday cereals. They were the mm. ones. And obviously you would just get around it by having Weetabix with eight teaspoons of sugar on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just be like. It's a cover on in golden syrup. That's That sounds nice. Yeah. I, I used to mix funny. mad stuff. I used to mix like Weetabix and Rice Krispies with yeah. warm milk. But tasty though. Ready Break and Cocoa Pops is like so good. Mm. It sounds wow. weird, but it's like so unbelievably good. But we had that. But then the other bizarre rule that they just locked into and stayed with is we were only allowed Iron Brew when we were in Scotland. <laughs> okay. Which is just my whole childhood. I was only allowed Iron Brew when I was in Scotland. Wow. Were you in Scotland a lot? We have cousins in Edinburgh. Oh. So we would go visit them like maybe once a year, once right. every 18 months. So we would go over and just be like chugging iron brew. Yeah. But then you move out when you're 18 and you have your own rules. So I was eating Cocoa Pops covered in yeah. iron brew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that point where you leave home and you realize you can do what you like. Yeah, you can just have cake. Yeah. Like even now I still suddenly yeah. think, like the other, like I think it was last summer, just quite a warm morning. I just got, I just got up and I thought, I'm just going to have a nice lolly because no one can stop me because yeah. I'm a grown up. Yeah. I'm 46. Yeah. It's yeah. so great, isn't it? Just to just like, but I I also can't be trusted with it. Yeah, no. yeah. if I let well, because I, you start drinking a liter of iron brew a day. Yes, yeah. and I I for the first year of living away from home, I stayed up till like four in the morning every morning <laughs> doing fuck all because I was like, well, fuck it. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can stay up late. Isn't that yeah. fun? No, you yeah. feel awful every day. Yeah, shocking stuff. But yeah, so that's why I got this real like love for iron brew i think because i was like so excited to have it every time i had it and then when the recipe changed i got intensely sad you know this when the sugar tax came in yeah, yeah. so they just lowered the amount of sugar so they wouldn't get taxed as much as that that's right yeah yeah but it was like i would have paid more mm. i bulk bought the old i had like for a while i had like six two liter bottles of old recipe iron brew well i look i, I looked it up and you you know you can still get on ebay some original iron brew. How expensive? Because they brought out an original yeah. recipe. Yeah, they have brew, the 1901. Not, yeah. But that's the 19, well, I want like the 1997. Yeah. <laughs> this one, this one is a classic bottle, original recipe. He sold nine already, this person. And, and the one that's left is currently selling for £104.49. 
Can you send me that link? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will pay that and more. He says, tried the new iron brew. I quite literally spat it out. Don't despair. I have loads. Don't want you guys to miss out. <laughs> oh, what He's a, a wheeler dealer. Yeah. That's great. He's just Ex- getting other bottles expi- of that. Uh, expiring December. Sugar in, isn't he? <laughs> well, expiring December 2018. But, you know, it's just sugar. What's yeah, going to go exactly. wrong? Yeah. There's a great, um, is it a Ken Loach movie called Angel's Share? Right. It's okay. absolutely fantastic. It's about um, set in Scotland. It's got like a train spotting ish vibe to it, and it's about these uh, kind of like uh, they're doing community service because they've all committed like various like crimes and things, and they're kind of very very working class from like the schemes of Glasgow. But then they, the guy who's like chaperoning them on the community service is like a big whiskey guy. And he starts teaching one of them about whiskey. And they learn all about it and they go to these big whiskey tastings and they go along and they don't really quite fit in. And they all need money for various reasons. And one of them is about to have a kid. And they basically plan this whiskey heist where they like find out all about it. They break in, they but they like siphon out the whiskey from the cask into the big empty glass bottles of iron brew right. and like steal it away and i like the idea of the the angel's share is basically the amount of whiskey that like evaporates at a certain point right yeah. during mm, okay. the making process so the, in the sense that like the angel share that amount it just goes mm, yeah somewhere and i really like that but it's a fantastic movie and it's got real iron brew connotations oh that's that. nice well did you know that they um they launched an iron brew alco pop do you know about that they had an iron brew alcohol pop, which combined iron brew and Bell's whiskey. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and I've got a thing that says, although this proved to be unpopular and was discontinued. Yeah, yeah. I mean, iron brew works surprisingly well as a mixer. Mm. With what? Well, that's what, what I was wondering, yeah. Can Spiced you? rum, oh. I find, because it's all kind of like sweet and tiny yeah, and nice and that. tasty yeah vodka iron brew works i'm not a big vodka guy but i think that makes sense um but yeah i think it works as like an alternative to like things you would have fanta with yeah do you do you see iron brew much in pubs no not outside of scotland no not outside yeah. of scotland but most pubs in scotland have like nice glass bottles of iron brew okay so okay. that'd be a nice feature of your pub yeah then. yeah yeah because there's the a few there's a couple fridge. here like there's a few Irish bars that are also like Celtic bars in London yeah. that'll have like iron brews and like potato crisps. Yeah. And, you know, bits and bobs like that. Yeah. Nice. nice. What's what's accompanying your iron brewing bottle or can? Glass bottles of full fat milk. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Which is rogue, I understand. I'm on board. But it it's it's literally just so that we can make white Russians. Oh, and that's yeah, all yeah that's all that's literally all that's, that's all for. for and it doesn't like you could do a carton yeah but i like the thought of there being a fridge that is just yeah iron brews and milk can people order just a bottle if they want a straw you can have a milk yeah mm-hmm. there was a guy at the wedding that i was at last night who was drinking a glass of milk <laughs> that's brilliant i nearly punched him i think that's <laughs> oh i love it I that's awful well, i mean people, people say be yourself do what you want don't like all that sort of stuff that guy is taking it to uh, yeah, don't be yourself business. that's yeah. <laughs> i i um went to if you hitting him that is someone who does not follow the rules of society isn't it <laughs> amazing i went um t- a few years ago well quite a few years ago my 
middle child, my son Otto, who's now nine, when he was three, we went to Bruges. We, we, we'd go, we got a little trip. Um, Jealous, me, I'd love not, to go to Bruges. It's one of, that's one of my favourite yeah, films. Probably best to go not with a three-year-old um, because a lot of it is beer-related Bruges. Yeah. Go there. It was good, good fun. But we because we went in February... Did you go to the park him, where Colin Farrell's about to kill himself with your three-year-old? That'd be so uh, funny. I don't think we did, no. For <laughs> him to be playing and you being there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but we were. We, it, was, it was nice. We did go. We, we had a little explore. There's not loads of stuff to do for a child. But it doesn't matter. He got some toy cars and was playing with them. But on the first day, we, we were staying in quite a nice hotel because it was mm. off-season. It wasn't that popular. We got like a... Uh, nice old sort of hotel there, relatively cheaply. And we went went back and going to put him to bed. And he said, "Can I have some milk?" Because at home he'd always have like some milk. I said, "Have we got any milk?" We're in a hotel room. I said, "Let's go down to the bar. We'll see if they've got any milk." So mm. we went down and asked if they had any milk. And they're going, "Of course, going to, of course, sir. You can have some milk." And all this, they go, "Have a seat. We'll bring some over to you." So he sat by the fire and he had his glass of milk and I had a beer and we just we just sat there um, in his lovely old hotel yes. bar. And then the next day when we came back, we walked, you just go through the bar to get to your room. As we came in, the barman saw him and said, I would sir like his usual milk to him. <laughs> he, said, he said, yes, please. And we sat by the fire again and had a, That's a beer and so a milk. That's so nice. Yeah, it was That's lovely. That's really wonderful. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm completely on board with the addition yeah. of milk in your in your pub. Yeah, it also means you can make like nice hot chocolates or things. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a Bailey's hot chocolate is always a nice thing to have. Yeah. And kids can have a pint as well. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I get my milk delivered in bottles. I tell people, Ooh. I tell people it's for the environment. I just like the bottles. Yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. and you return the bottles. Yeah, like you put them under. Do you have a little? I have a four bottle caddy thing. Ah, that I that I, I can pick the thing up in the morning with the milk in. Take it into my kitchen, put the milk in the cupboard, fill it up with empty bottles, put it back out. Does it have a lid? No. <gasps> It's like a metal. Because sometimes you need a like a, a lid to stop foxes getting. Yeah, it. mine's got a lid. Is it? Yeah, I just don't have reason, that many. I think. Yeah. yeah, don't really have that many foxes where I am. I don't think. You're so. not big. I just yeah. I mean, I have. I don't get me wrong. There have been times in the past where I've lost a milk occasionally to some kind of bird or something like that. But these days, no, not much. It's oh. just the angels' share. Of the angels' milk. share of yeah. milk. <laughs> yeah, but I also I, I I get butter once a week and eggs once a week as well. Delivered. Oh, no. Yeah. Milk, milk, yeah. big shout out to milk. That's men. so class. I don't know why I'm loving this so much, yeah. but I just think that's so, like, I think it's great to have, like, all, like, no, I just love normal stuff. Yeah. Do you, does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. my life is so stupid and weird and I'm always away and doing mad it, things, it, it which is really exciting, but I love that thought of, like, and yeah, the milk, the milkman comes. Yeah. It, it gives you grounding. Like, no matter how much you've not done, what you've yeah. not got in, there's always going to be milk and eggs so and butter. Something like that. You can, I mean, they do do a variety of things, the milk people. You can get, quite, you can get bread and stuff like that. You can get like orange that. juice. Yeah, they do it all. You can get orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. You can, My yeah. ones deliver um, big drop, low alcohol, low, no alcohol beer as well. Wow. You can get that. I feel like where, where yeah. I live, the milkman probably does Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got in at one, one in the morning the other day and the milkman, he delivers around that sort of time and he, ju he literally just delivered onto the doorstep. I was like, I've come in after the milkman. <laughs> that felt quite cool. That I just, we, just, we just nodded. Yeah, shame. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's at work. And yeah. That would happen to me at the fringe every so often. I stay with my auntie and uncle who just live in Edinburgh and have like, normal jobs so occasionally you would stay out till five in the morning which you can do at the fringe because things are just open yeah. 
and he would get in and be eating like leftover like chili con carne from the night before <laughs> <laughs> like just fuck just like rah, rah, just aiming for your mouth vaguely and my uncle's just there eating cornflakes being like all right yeah yeah have a fun night <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You, feel, you feel a bit sad <laughs> then, don't you as well sort of it's like, like i quite often well the road in norwich where i live if you're getting the first train at like five in the morning or something i've got to be early into london or somewhere like the road down to uh, the station is Prince of Wales Road, which is where all the nightclubs and stuff mm. are on. So you will occasionally be walking down and there'll be people with their, like Shoes kebab or something like yeah, that, yeah. just stumbling around a little bit and you sort of like just head down, go to the station. Yeah. Good day. Yeah. It's, it's, an, it's an awful feeling to be that drunk person on the tube or on a train or like yeah. around and you see like a, a you know, a hardworking civilian and you're yeah. just like oh i'm a disgrace it's like if you, it, it makes you feel like when you've been to the cinema in the day and you come out and it's daytime yeah. and you're surprised you're like oh god yeah. what, what am i doing yeah, what, yeah, something's yeah, yeah. All right. okay phones away put a gag on siri it's quiz time Elvis's black belt was in karate. I saw it on QI. No half points for saying J.K. Rowling is the lead singer of Jamiroquai. Moira Stewart. No, I'm afraid it was Gordon Honeycomb. Victoria, do you like pub quizzes? I love pub quizzes. I used to host a pub quiz at my uni bar. Go, go yeah. on, tell me about your, your style of pub quiz hosting. Very rude and nasty to people. <laughs> Generally, in, in uh, shouting at people for not having pens or losing their pen or for bringing their answers up late. But I, we had, like, I had a, there was a friendly, so there was two of us that would do it. Yeah. That were like Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Mm. And he was much more serious and he would tell people to have some decorum. And I'd be like, shut the fuck up. You <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan has a pub quiz for us now. So we'll see which, which one of those personas Dan goes for. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I'd like to tailor it somehow in mm. a slightly odd way, maybe to, to the person we're talking mm -hmm. to and you uh um your tour at the moment is called who do you think you are i am mm -hmm. but your previous one was translations mm -hmm. which was based on a play by yeah brian... my, my first show was named after or based on uh a play by brian freel and my second show is based on a viral bowling clip by pete weber <laughs> <laughs> excellent well i thought we could do a quiz about translations, not about the play not or your play. or your show, just trans just translation language. Nice. Essentially. So um what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you three breakfast orders in three different languages. Okay. And, and are the you, breakfast orders diff different? They're different. Okay. And you get a point for each food stuff that you get correct. And a point for telling me which language it is. I'm mildly confident. Oh, I'm, I'm in the mud of it here. This is French. The way this works is this is the end of the first part of the pod. So I'm going to give you the questions, have a think, and we'll do the answers in beginning of the second part. Okay. Great. So apologies in advance for my uh, attempts at these languages. No, don't worry. I've gotten quite good at like guessing languages that I don't speak because my, my Italian grandmother is kind of like... Um, fucked like she's about <laughs> <laughs> she's like kind of about to die and okay. may Freddy well be dead yeah, yeah. by the time this comes out right okay. but 
Um, and she's very, she's 91. She's, she did it. She nailed it. She had yeah. a really cool life and like all that stuff. But there are days now where she's lived in, in she's lived outside of Italy since she, she was 13 mm -hmm. and she's 91 years old. But there are days now where she forgets that she speaks English right. and just okay. speaks Italian. And I don't speak any Italian, but I just have to like think really yeah, hard and like yeah. just listen and be like, I think she means, because you can answer in English and she thinks you've answered in Italian. Oh, wow. So I'm having these bizarre like half Italian conversations with my nonna recently okay. and they're quite exciting yeah, yeah an advantage there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all right well let's see how it goes Dad, okay anyway. one lax und eier auf toast mit orangensaft right right okay so we're not saying now not can you, saying can you now. say it again i'll say it one more time lax und eier auf toast mit orangensaft okay okay have a think number two bacon tomame to kohi Bacon tomame to kohi. Okay. And three. Ispaniki omaleta e na. Rawasan ke mia matomeni maria. I've forgotten the first two. Okay. The, we'll the we'll come back. We'll, the, we'll have third, a little refresh second Do half. the third one again. Third one again. Ispaniki omaleta e na. Sorry. E na croasan ke mia matomeni maria. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, that okay. that confusing uh, <laughs> mangled, mangled languages concludes the first half of the Moon Underwater. It is time to leave those of you who do not support the Moon Underwater on Patreon. If you want to subscribe, you can head to moonunderpod.com and sign up to get ad-free extended episodes a day early, a monthly bonus podcast, and access to the Moon Underwater Social Club on Facebook. We'll see you soon in part two, where we'll continue creating Victoria's Dream Pub. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 